Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome one, welcome all. We are glad you are here, and we're talking a lot of football today. A little bit of baseball as the postseason is unfolding before our very eyes. you got uh, the Tampa Bay Rays trying to close out the Houston Astros. Meanwhile, the uh, Dodgers trying to stave off elimination and try to get the thing close to even again as the Braves have a two-games-to-one lead there. In the meantime, college football Depends on what part of the country you're in, but games are being canceled, some are being moved, postponed. Coaches, Nick Saban uh, now has tested positive for COVID, so a lot going on. And in our own backyard, where are the Badgers going to play? Uh, because they're saying that uh, you know some areas are going to be shut down, other areas are not going to be allowed to be used. And uh, to talk more about it, Jeff Patrikas, uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, covers the Badgers. Jeff, so uh, is is right now the way the, the orders stand in Wisconsin, is that going to inhibit – the uh, the ability to play games at Camp Randall? No, no, they're they're fine. The only thing that the issue is that they've decided not to have fans in the stands and not even family members. But no, the games are going to be fine. Okay, so that out of the way, uh, will that be something that you think that's going to carry out through the entire season, or just for the first game? It, yeah, there's there's not going to be an issue. I don't. I, I guess I'm. I'm a little confused. There, there, there is no issue with Wisconsin being able to play football games, other than no, no. My my question is, is whether or not they're going to have fans in the stands for oh, for any oh, games yeah, at all no, this season. I, I don't anticipate you're going to see fans in the stands. The, the the thing that you would need would be for the virus numbers to go way down, and they're trending up. Uh, so I I would be shocked to see a reversal um, where they allow fans in the stands. Give us an idea of what, because we know college life is different than the life in the pros, obviously. And, you know, guys and girls want to get out and they want to mix and they want to mingle. And what is life like right now for a, a collegiate football player? Well, the one thing is it's, it's virtual classes. So you don't, it's not like you have 20, 50, 100, 200 kids in a, in a classroom. Um, you do have interactions on campus, but if you're a, football player or a basketball player or whatever your sport is hockey what you've got to try to do is is very simple 
you get tested every day, you have your contact with your teammates, and if you want to do everything you can to stay safe, you create as best you can your own bubble. That means go from the facility or the training room home and don't interact with anybody, hang out with people, don't have parties, don't go to parties, don't go to bars. It's not a, if, if you want to have a normal lifestyle as a college student, you're going to enhance the risk of catching the virus and being shut down for three weeks and affecting your teammates. So let's talk about the actual team. Um, you know, Graham Mertz is going to be the guy, or at least that appears. You tell me how ready he is to take over. Well, he's, he's physically very talented. I mean, we could see that when he enrolled early, because he enrolled a semester early and participated in spring ball, not last spring because there wasn't any, but the spring before. And then we saw him in camp, and you can see the physical tools, but last camp he wasn't ready. The, the offense, you could tell he was doing too much thinking because he didn't have a full grasp of the offense. He didn't have the experience. Um, haven't seen him practice, though, since last August. So we're talking 14, 15 months, last time I really saw the kid practice. But the only question I have is, will he be ready to – read the defenses, uh, plays a, a really good Illinois defense in week one. Lovey Smith's really sharp. I'm sure they're going to have some looks that he's not expecting. How does he handle that? Is he ready for the blitzes? Um, but physically, he's got all the tools you want. Uh, I was reading your piece the other day about the, the virtual classrooms and about guys studying both not only via the, uh, you know, the classroom when it comes to football, but obviously the classroom on campus. But when it comes to putting all these guys in, in, in rooms to be able to go over plays and look at things, are they doing it everybody together? Are they doing it apart? Uh, I mean, I know that they get around their teammates, but are they after practice trying to segregate them as much as possible so there is no you know, a possibility of continual spreading if there is one? Well, you haven't, you have, they have it set up. I, I can't speak to all schools, but UW has – as individual meeting rooms for units set up that they can do that. But their, their biggest, you know, they're comfortable with the daily testing that if they test on a Monday, whatever, let's pick one day of the week and everybody's clean, they're going to believe in the results of those tests and they're not going to worry about, you need to stay away from this guy or stay away from that guy. Um, Because that's, and they have talked about that all along as far as back as August, that, we want daily testing so we can be comfortable that these guys can work out together um, on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, et cetera. Talk about the defense. We talk so much about the offense, but about the defense. Uh, obviously up front, they've got some changes when it comes to the pass rush, but then again in the, in the secondary, Cesar Williams, uh, Wild Goose, those guys, uh, it's, it's, a pretty, it's not a, a group of names that we become extremely familiar with. But it's a pretty solid group, and their focus this year, I was reading a little bit, that uh, the, the turnovers more so than anything. It's not just coverage. It's about actually getting turnovers and changing the flow of a game. Yeah, they're, they're set. They have, they have a really good, experienced front, okay, all across the board, and nose tackle. In the back end, Jim's got, I want to say, seven guys who he's played cornerback who have started at least one game. He's got three safeties he feels really comfortable with, and then some other young guys that they're evaluating the biggest question marks are at linebacker. Um, you've got some question marks on the inside and the outside because you lost Chris Orr and Zach Bond. So, you know, the, the turnovers, if they can get as much pressure as they have in the past, that should enhance their opportunities, but the, they may have to depend a little more getting pressure from the defensive line 
than the linebacker spots this year, at least early. Because, you know, you lost, you know, two dozen sacks and 30-plus tackles for loss with the departure of Bond and Orr. And I'm really curious to see if they can get some productivity from some of the younger guys who have to step up. If they can't, and you don't get as much pressure, you can talk about forcing turnovers all you want. But if that quarterback's got more time to scan the field, you're not going to get as many picks as you would like. Illinois has been uh, a program on the come. Levy, Lovey Smith has done a pretty good job at getting some talent, obviously to beat the Badgers down there. Um, so talk a little bit about this Illinois program coming into uh, Camp Randall next Friday night. Well, they've got some stability at quarterback finally. He's got a really good defense. They did. They, I want to say they finished fourth among FBS teams in turnovers forced last year with about 24. They did a really good job and turned – three turnovers against Wisconsin into 17 points in that 24-23 victory last year. That was, to me, that was the stat of the game because if Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over, they don't lose. And Illinois not only turned it over, then Wisconsin's defense didn't do a good job shutting Illinois' offense down. So that's the way Lovey has won, you know, really with a, a defense that takes the ball away. I'm not sure how strong their offense is going to be early in the season, but I think they're going to have to rely on their defense and – and again, does Wisconsin with a, a new quarterback, does, do they do a better job taking care of the ball this time against Illinois than they did last season? Well, that's going to be the big question. I guess Graham Mertz, for, like you talked about the physical talent, it's what's between the ears and the decision-making process. You would assume Lovey Smith, and you had mentioned the defense, very, very good at disguising some things, too. I saw last year they they mixed it up. I mean, they played tight, don't get me wrong, but it was almost like at times they kind of baited you into a couple of things, and they were a little more savvy than than uh, I remember in years. And I didn't really, I could be honest with you, I didn't pay a ton of attention to Illinois football because it wasn't that relevant. But last year they baited into a little bit, uh, uh, kind of some coverages that you thought were there and then they weren't. And it was interesting the way they played defense. And, and I would assume they're going to do the same for a year, very young and inexperienced quarterback at UW. Yeah, I'm guessing that they will try to get after him. Now the, the key will be, do you keep your young quarterback out of third and long situations? Or second long and then third long situations. Is it is it second and medium? Is it third and short where they can't just pin their ears back and say, okay, we're going to see what this kid's got. We're going to pressure him. We're going to play man, you know, man coverage on the outside because Quinta Cephas is gone, and we're going to see if we can rattle this kid. So, you know, I'm sure that will be their plan, and then we'll be up to Wisconsin to keep the young kid out of disadvantageous third down situations. Talk about the wide receiving core, uh, Pryor and La- Van Lannan and, and Davis. And I, do they have that guy or two? I mean, you know, Quintus Cephas was extremely good last year, not only in just flat-out speed, but he had an apex. He had ability to go up and get a ball. Do they have a guy or two like that? Well, Pryor and Danny Davis are the two most experienced guys. They have four seniors. Pryor and Davis are the two bigger playmakers. And you have Jack Dunn and Crummels. Um, who have been more role guys. And Krumholz, to be honest with you, has has been a blocker as a receiver and and a key special teams player. So can Dunn and Krumholz take a step forward? I don't know. The two guys to watch once you get past Pryor and Davis um, are the freshman from Waukesha North, Jamari DK, and they call him Chim for short. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they've said that A.J. Abbott, who's been in the system for a little bit, he has started to show more consistency because – I, I do not know how much productivity you're going to get out of Dunn and Crumbles in terms of catching the ball. I think Pryor and Davis will be fine, but I think you're going to need at least one young guy 
maybe two to step up to give the quarterback more options. I had mentioned Van Lannan that that offensive line we for years and years it was always the horses up front and, and even when Barry was there he took pride in that. Do they is, is it going to be more incumbent on the offensive line or to, to to open up holes obviously because I don't think they have a back uh, and and Garrett Groshek as much as I like him is he a back he's not Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Taylor kind of created his own stuff this year it's going to be more incumbent on the offensive line to really kind of do its job would you see it that way. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to be solid just like they are every year. They think they have the pieces necessary. I think you're going to see, obviously, Van Lannan at left tackle. Um, they moved Logan Brust, the right tackle, in the right guard, put Tyler Beach at right tackle. Um, center has been Cormac Sampson and Caden Lyles. Lyles coming off an injury from last year. Um, so I think Sampson has a little bit of an edge there. He played like a jumbo tight end last year because they were so short on bodies at tight end. And the guard spots, it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, John Dietzen, having him back after missing a year, he's got a lot of experience. And if he's healthy, my guess is he'll be somewhere in the starting lineup. So maybe you might see him at left guard. I, I think they'll be fine. I think they have the bodies to get a really good, solid offensive line. How solid it is early in the year without spring ball and with a short camp, I think you'll probably see some growing pains. Hey, Jeff, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, and we're talking with Jeff Patrikas of the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, covers the Wisconsin Badgers program. Uh, two things. One is, how difficult has it been or will it be for Paul Chris when it comes to recruiting and these future class or classes because of the pandemic? Uh, is it just, are you relying at this point on coaches sending you film and sending you video of these guys, or how are they getting that done? Everybody's in the same boat. You have to do it virtually. You have to find a way to make a virtual visit the best you possibly can and make it as close to, uh, you know, an in-person visit as you can. Um, but it, you know what, everybody's got to deal with that. Nobody's out on the road. You just can't. If they are, they're violating NC2A rules. Um, so you've got to, you know, as much as it's got to be virtual, I can't emphasize enough. It's still about relationships. If you're recruiting a kid, in an area where you're known, at a school where you have a good relationship with that coach, that certainly is going to help. That doesn't change, whether it's a in-person visit or you're talking to some kid on a Zoom session. But that's what people have to get the hang of. And quite frankly, I haven't seen any evidence to this point that their recruiting has slowed down or been affected um, by the fact that they can't out and see kids face-to-face right now. And then uh, you talked uh, real quick about the basketball program. Um, my assumption is the exact same thing. No fans in the arena. Uh, they're just forging forward, just kind of waiting for things to unfold, correct? Well, they don't even have a schedule yet. I mean, they're right. still trying to piece together a schedule. So there are a lot of questions there, a lot of medical issues that have to be overcome. Um, you lose a kid for three weeks if you test positive. That can really affect things. And one thing Greg Gard mentioned the other day is, like, if we're on the road and the kid tests positive, we don't even know yet, does he stay there? Does he quarantine there for, for two weeks and then come back? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you put him in a bus and alone and bring him back? Look, all sorts of questions that you have to have answered. I mean, again, like I said, they still don't even have a schedule put together. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky navigating all of these waters. Something we've never had to cha- you know kind of deal with before. Jeff, it's always great to talk to you, man. Appreciate it so much, and thanks for joining us. Okay. Okay. Take care, Bill.
Let's talk to you later. There you go. Jeff Patrick is uh, joining us in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, you can find him at JPO, J-A-Y-P-O-1961 over there on Twitter. Find his stuff there. And uh, good for him to join us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Don't forget, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we had talked to uh, Tom Krasnicki, uh, the host on 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM down in Tampa Bay about these Buccaneers. You're going to hear that conversation coming up here shortly. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at uh, Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and the Bud Light or the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up tonight with Andy Herman and Ross Uglum of the PackerReport.com, PackerReport.com. Uh, looking forward to that tonight, 6 to 8 on many of these same stations as well. We'll be back right after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Bill Michael Show, we continue on. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over there at Van Horn Automotive. They want to buy your vehicle. And what they would like to do is, if you want to bring it in, they'll give you the Kelly Blue Book, a fair appraisal value. And if that's great for you, tremendous. Walk away with some cash. And if it's not, that's fine, too. You can walk away with your vehicle. Or if you want to trade it in, buy new, buy used, whatever it happens to be, whatever you know, kind of trips the trigger for you, all you got to do is go ahead and uh, either stop into any one of their locations in Wisconsin or over in Iowa, or you can simply go to VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com and, uh, and see for yourself kind of what it is they have going on over there is they've got many, many, many different uh, makes and models, and uh, they've got a vast array of dealerships, all different types in you know, domestics, imports, uh, everything. So uh, go ahead and give them a shout. VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. I've trusted them now four different times. I'm driving around in the Chevy Silverado. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I've, I went from the Dodge to the Ford to the Chevy. Love the Chevy. Kind of a big, strong, heavier vehicle. Uh, the ride is tremendous. And, and boy, I tell you what, with that V8, uh, you gear that thing right. It'll pull your house off its foundation, which is what I love because I tow a boat. I tow a trailer. I tow the motorcycle. I also use it for a ton of yard work and debris and leaves and twigs and branches and stuff. So uh, absolutely, absolutely positively loving it. And the whole the, the whole scenario was fantastic in, in getting the vehicle delivered and doing it all CDC safe. So check out our friends at VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. By the way, some news today. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, says, quote, in great spirits, and he's ready to start his comeback. Uh, he said, just want everybody to know what I'm doing, and I'm doing well. He said in a video that was posted on Instagram, I can't thank you all enough for your love, your support, your prayers. Over the last few days, it's been more than overwhelming. Just knowing that I have that much love and support out there makes a huge difference. I'm in great spirits. He also said, so I'm ready to just start the road to come back. I know this is a little adversity. It's just going to be another chapter in the book. I'm excited to move forward and write it. I'm looking forward to this football season, seeing the game from a different perspective and supporting my teammates. I'm just excited uh, for the uh, for uh, the return. And then he goes on to say he's going to come back better than ever. So... 
Uh, that is Dak Prescott today, who uh, you know put his put his Instagram out there. So good stuff there. Also, um, uh, another note: um, the uh, throughout the NFL, the uh, the Falcons. If you didn't tune us in earlier, they shut down the facility. They had some positive tests. Uh, which it turns out it was from front office staff, some of the uh, people that were more tier one that were closer to the team, but they shut down their facility out of concern anyway uh, after a member of the organization tested positive. The Falcons citing, quote, an abundance of just caution. So the uh, their operations uh, were being conducted virtually today, but they hope to be back in the facility tomorrow, tomorrow. So that's what they're hoping for. Sources uh, tell Adam Schefter and ESPN that they had multiple positive tests for coronavirus. One source said there were four of them, but uh, not um, all four were confirmed. But they were front office people that no players, no players was uh, were were uh, you know testing positive today. So um, anyway, which is good news, and it doesn't look like there's going to be a slowdown for the NFL or schedule changes or anything like that. We'll see if there's additional ones that come out tomorrow because the players are being tested again today, but we'll see if anything else breaks coming up tomorrow. And then if it does, then we'll, we'll kind of see from there. But that being said, it looks at, at least as if the NFL is going to be able to at least dodge uh, somewhat of a bullet on this. Uh, 855-830-8648. Been talking a lot today about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, obviously getting you ready for the game this weekend. We're going to do a lot of that coming up tomorrow on the program as well and make some picks and such but uh this I, i'll tell you what the more i read statistically and and when i read those statistics to you at the beginning of the program the more i read i you know i gotta be honest i i think the packers if they continue to play offensively the way they've been playing they can win this game going away but if the packers in my opinion uh have a a weak by week rust or it just takes them out of their flow. You know how like you get into a mo- you get into a mode in which everything just flows. Just things are good. You're checking checking all the boxes and it's just and then you hit something where you're like, "Okay," and it throws a monkey wrench in it. As long as you don't have the monkey wrench, I think the Packers can win this game. But I will say this. I think that uh that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this is uh, you know, Mark says, "I don't know why you're nervous about this game. I think the Packers are playing much better football." I do too, Mark. But there's something about this game that bothers me. I don't know what it is. I, do you feel it the way I do? Or are you just overly confident, just feeling that the Packers are going to go to Tampa Bay? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to dispel the myth that the turf monster down there tends to give him problems with injuries and that they're just going to walk away with a win and just keep, continue to move on. I hope that's the case. But there's just something about this game. I don't know what it is. There's just something about this game that just bothers me. And it's just, it's just, it's just sitting with me. So we're going to talk more about that coming up tonight as well as Andy Herman and Ross Uglum from PackerReport.com. They're going to join me for the Bill Michaels Huddle tonight, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. That's coming up 6 to 8 on many of these same stations. And, again, if you don't get it on these same stations, then you go to the Radio.com app, download it on your your mobile device, or even ask Alexa, uh, your Alexa, to get it for you. But, uh, nevertheless, you can get it that way and then just go to 1250 AM, our flagship station out of Milwaukee, and uh, you can hear it tonight 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, and uh, you can catch us there. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll we'll talk more about this uh, matchup because Tom Krasnicki, host of 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM down in Tampa Bay, 
joined me a little bit earlier today, and we started to break down Tom Brady. We started to break down the the, the NFC, Aaron Rodgers' place in it, all that kind of good stuff. That conversation is coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Hey, Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers uh, on our flagship station out of Milwaukee coming up later on this afternoon if you want to tune in there and want to hear him. Uh, I know many of you stations uh, on the network uh, don't directly get uh, 12.50 a.m. out of Milwaukee, but uh, he's going to make an appearance on the afternoon show, The Big Show, with uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, and Leroy Butler, the former Packers. So uh, if you want to hear a good conversation, Aaron Jones coming up later on this afternoon there on The Big Show. Hey, a, a great fall getaway idea for the entire family for my friends over there at the Four Seasons Island Resort. That's in Pembine, Wisconsin. It's the annual Island Fall Fest, uh, Saturday, October 24th from 11 to 4. Uh, you can book your stay for that weekend. You can enjoy all sorts of events, pumpkin decorating, hay rides, trick-or-treating. They've got a lot going on, and you can still do the things indoor. Fine dining. You can still swim in the indoor pool you got the Boundary Waters Bar and Cafe. There's music. There's, you know, good pub food, that kind of thing. And if it's warm enough that weekend, you still get in a round of golf. They still have the uh, the nine-hole executive course open up there as well. So, so many good things up there at the Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. Hey, don't forget, come the wintertime, that's a great place for snowmobilers as well. So, just because it uh, the snow starts falling doesn't mean you can't go there. And I love swimming indoors in the wintertime as well. Big giant hot tub uh, back there by the pool area. So, so many good things. Get all the details. If you want to go up and be a part of that uh, that fall fest, uh, go to the4seasonswi.com. That's the4seasonswi.com. And go and enjoy yourself. Tell them we sent you. Go enjoy yourself. Tom Krasnicki, host of 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM in Tampa Bay. Uh, I had a chance to chat with him a little bit earlier today. Starting out talking about uh, Tom Brady, this team. And Tom Terrific couldn't remember the downs. So they got to be seething right now and, and salivating at a chance to get at the Packers. Well, that's their mindset. And look, if they're going to even hang with a team like the Packers or off to such a great start, as you know, they have to cut down on the mistakes, specifically the penalties, Bill. I mean, that's killing this team right now. And you look at what they're doing last week was such a sloppy game in terms of penalty after penalty. There was 11 of them all together. The pre-snap penalties are the ones that really irritate head coach Bruce Darians to no end. So they need to cut down on some of those mistakes if they're going to hang with the Packers this week. That was going to be my next question because Tom is not used to that. In, in New England, there wasn't any of that. That was a ton of discipline via uh, Bill Belichick. Is that something that Arians needs to crack down on? I mean, when you're talking about no fans in the stands and you're having pre-snap penalties, that's that's more concentration than anything. It really is. And when you look at what the Bucks' offensive line did in particular, I mean, Tom was hit early and often last week against the Bears. They could not block Khalil Mack. Left tackle, right tackle. I mean, they tried everything, and he was still getting to the quarterback. But the 11 penalties is something that concerns the Bucks greatly. And you saw the infamous Tom Brady sideline tirade, and that was against the offensive line for some of those mistakes that he is not accustomed to seeing. Like you mentioned, when he was up in New England, they were among some of the least penalized teams in the NFL, and now he gets here, and, now, and the Bucks are committing – nine, ten penalties a game, and, you know, that has to be a concern, absolutely. So you can't get in the locker room, so you don't get a chance to really do that, hey, between you and me thing. 
What is the sense you're getting after Tom so publicly just ripped the hell, dropping F-bombs and everything, his teammates, uh, over some of the issues? Because, uh, you know, many quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers, if he does that, he looks petulant. Tom is this hardcore competitor. So what is the vibe down there right now after that public chastising that they caught on the sideline? Well, I think it's because of who he is. That's why he's going to get a pass here, Bill. You know that. He's Tom Brady for what he is and what he's accomplished. So I think, and I mentioned this on my show several times this week, that you're going down a dangerous path when you publicly on national TV start ripping your teammates, and then all of a sudden at the end of the game you forget what down it is. But because Mm -hmm. he's Tom Brady and what he's accomplished, I think he'll certainly get a pass. I think the teammates love him. And I think they will get back to work this week, and they're motivated to try and rectify what happened last week. So I get a sense from the guys that, look, we played badly. We deserve to get ripped. And even Bruce Aaron said, listen, Tom can handle that because he's the leader of that football team. He's the leader of the offense. He yelled at him and cussed at him, so I didn't have to. The uh, the offense, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, they run the ball pretty well. Passing, I'm going through pro football focus. I was reading a lot of the numbers earlier today. Uh, the passing game still is solid. Uh, what has, I mean, obviously there's been injuries too. So give us first and foremost the injury situation and who will or will not be playing this week. Offensively, they're getting healthier. Looks like they're going to have Chris Godwin back. He's been on the practice field. He was out there today. Mike Evans, who missed practice yesterday, was out there today as was Leonard Fournette. So it looks like offensively they're going to have all hands on deck, and they should be nearly at full strength for the game on Sunday, minus O.J. Howard, who ruptured his Achilles a couple weeks ago. He's out for the year. Now defensively, Bill, they could have some trouble. As you know, Vita Vea, a big part of what they do in the middle of that defensive line, he's done for the rest of the season, broke his ankle last week. That's a huge loss. The Bucks yeah. rush defense right now number one in the NFL, and that's going to be tested by Aaron Jones and I think the other opponents moving forward. And two other guys have banged up this week. Carlton Davis, who landed awkwardly while trying to defend the pass against Allen Robinson last Thursday, I guess injured his abdomen. He hasn't been practicing yesterday, wasn't out there today. Also, Jordan White had a very talented safety, sat out practice today with a knee injury. So that's of concern, too, to Todd Bowles and that defense. Going into a new system and working with a new head coach for the first time really in his career, um, has the transition – two things. One, has it been smooth? And two, have you seen progression from the beginning of the season to where they are now to the fact that maybe they're starting to get the, themselves – I'm not going to say into a rhythm because it didn't look great against the Bears, but the Bears have a really good defense. But getting more and more and more, we'll say, creative and kind of settling in, so to speak. Yes, because in the first week against New Orleans, against a very good defense, There were a number of issues. Brady threw a couple of picks, including the pick six and the first interception. You know, he saw coverage one way. Mike Evans saw it differently. You know how that happens, Bill. If the quarterback and receiver are not seeing the same thing, what ends up happening, an interception, a lot of fans will see it on face value and blame it automatically on the quarterback. But that one was on Mike Evans because he didn't see what Tom Brady was seeing, and that was an interception there. But I think the rapport between Brady and Evans has certainly been improving. It improved the next week. Brady had a five-touchdown game as well. So I think slowly but surely, the offense is getting better without a preseason, without much of an offseason. I know Brady got the guys together at a local Tampa area high school here, and they were throwing it around almost every single day. But I think slowly but surely, the offense is coming along. And I think in a couple more weeks, now that Chris Godwin should be back this week, that offense should be clicking. 
So talk to me about the rest of the NFC and what your thoughts are. Obviously, Seattle's undefeated. The Packers are undefeated. Packers have a very good offense. Seattle's passing offense has been been tremendous with Russell Wilson. But what do you see the balance of the NFC right now? I, I see the Packers right there at the top, believe it or not. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show, and I'm sure a lot of Packer fans are listening, and they're very excited about it. But I've been very impressed with what I've seen out of Green Bay and what Aaron Rodgers has done through the first four games, not throwing an interception. I think defensively they're fine to Darius Smith, a heck of a pass rusher coming off a three-sack game against Atlanta. I really like what they're bringing to the table. And Seattle being 5-0 and has been very, very impressive. I mean, right now those are the two best teams in the NFC. And I got questions about the Saints. I know they're 3-2 and two and they won that overtime game, but if Michael Badgley kicks that field goal right at the end, I mean, they should be 2-3 and three right now. So I got questions about them and how they can kind of rectify the ship. When they get Michael Thomas back, they certainly should be a better team for it. But right now it's the Seahawks and the Packers right there at the top tier, and everybody else is lagging behind in the NFC. Is this Tampa Bay team a, 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 a I want to say, I don't want to say Super Bowl, but are they a team that's legitimately going to be vying for the postseason? Yes, I, I do believe so. I think defensively they're still good enough. They're fast and physical on that side. The loss of Vita Bay will certainly hurt. But they've got other guys, and Dominican Sue's having a really good year along that defensive line. So is William Golson. Their linebackers are outstanding, led by Levante David and Devin White on the inside, and Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. And their secondary is young, aggressive, and they've got some bright guys back there. You're going to see Antoine Winfield Jr., much like his dad, who played 14 years in the NFL, Bill. This is a smart, heady football player that Todd Bowles trusts to move all over the defense. He can play in coverage. He can blitz. He can get his hands on the ball. He's a ball hawk. He's a very bright player. So I think defensively they're good enough. When the the offense catches up to the defense, I think this is going to be a playoff team. Uh, talking with Tom Krasnicki, host on 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM down there in Tampa Bay. So give us the lowdown because you, you guys are a lot like Wisconsin. Wisconsin was supposed to host the DNC and supposed to host, to host the, uh, the, the Ryder Cup this year. Uh, we had a basketball team in the University of Wisconsin that won the Big Ten, and then that got shut down. The Brewers got shut down. The Bucks were on track to maybe win a championship. That got shut down. So now you guys get the Super Bowl, and you guys are looking at, well, at least Florida is open right now, but tell us what the, the setting is down there right now in preparation for Super Bowl. Well, the Florida, uh, the state of Florida is, is fully open. Governor DeSantis you know, is opening up the bars, which I'm sure makes a lot of people here happy. And in terms of the Bucks game on Sunday against Green Bay, there'll be about 15,000, 16,000 in the stands for that one. And we actually talked to Rob Higgins of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission, who was instrumental in bringing the Super Bowl to Tampa. We had him on our show this morning, and he said, right now, all systems are go. He's been in contact constantly with the NFL. February the 7th is when they're going to play the game here. So right now, as it stands, everything is supposed to take place as planned. So Things are going well here, Bill. We just had the Lightning. We just won the Stanley Cup. The Rays are a victory away from going to the World Series. So right now, the right? Tampa Bay sports scene is about exciting as it's been since I've been here. There you go. That is Tom, Chris, Nicky, and they've got a lot uh, of positivity down there in Tampa Bay right now. Hopefully it just stays that way, doesn't shut down, and continues to trend in a positive direction as the Super Bowl will then be gathering down there at the end of January, beginning of February. He hosts on 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM down there in Tampa Bay. You can get a hold of him on Twitter at TKRAS, T-K-R-A-S, T-K-R-A-S, joining us earlier 
on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up, take a look at uh, what we got coming up tomorrow, and uh, wrap up a few emails, a few things to get to before we get out of here. One more segment of the Bill Michael Show for the day left right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers holding practice to get ready for their road trip to Tampa Sunday, 325. The Buccaneers offense features receivers like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller. Green Bay's Kevin King missed practice yesterday with a quadricep. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers asked about defensive back Jair Alexander and how the 23-year-old is doing. Yeah, I think he's a great player. I think he's got a great disposition. I'm not afraid of going up against number one receivers, which can't be said about every corner maybe that we've had around here. The network's billing this game as two Hall of Famers, Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. What do those matchups mean to players? Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams. At the end of the day, I don't really care if it's Nate Peterman or if it's Tom Brady on the other side, honestly, just because that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. I'd say probably one of the last things in the world that I'm worried about is who's playing quarterback on the other team. That's Devontae Adams in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Quick Trip. Mom makes these meals. I'm not saying your mom, but moms. Just good, wholesome meals. They're they're heat and eats. They make them in lacrosse. They ship them out right away. They're hot. They're tasty. They're right there. They put them in the coolers, and then you go in and grab them. So when somebody says, what's for dinner? You go, Quick Trip, just like mom made. They got you covered over at Quick Trip. Don't forget, use your Quick Rewards card there. Those things are good. That fried chicken they have, those chicken tenders are out of this world. A lot of good things going on over a quick trip. Here's something for you. Uh, we talked about, you know, Illinois and uh, with Jeff Patrikas a little bit earlier and about uh, how defensively they're pretty solid. Now, we know the Badgers, uh, obviously, with Graham Mertz at quarterback, it's going to be different. No crowd, no real, you know, energy atmosphere at Camp Randall. So our buddy Jimmy Shapiro just sent me the odds. Uh, the Badgers – the Badgers giving 23 and a half. 23 and a half. The biggest spread of the Big Ten. That coming up uh, on Friday night, October 23rd. Saturday, when you talk about the Big Ten, Ohio State's giving 21 and a half to Nebraska. Michigan State, 11 and a half to Rutgers. Penn State giving seven to Indiana. Iowa giving two and a half points on the road at Purdue. Uh, Minnesota giving two and a half to Michigan and Maryland taking 11 points from Northwestern. So it just, 
When I saw that, that's the biggest spread in the Big Ten. And this was a team that, that struggled with Illinois. But they, they are giving 23-and-a-half. It's almost like you just they're daring you to take Illinois on the betting line. But, uh, but nevertheless, Vegas feels very strongly about the Wisconsin Badgers, but the biggest spread by far in the Big Ten uh, this weekend. And that includes Ohio State, who's only given up 21-and-a-half to Nebraska. And that game is being played at the shoe. So I guess they just feel that Illinois coming into Camp Randall, um, that, that's, a, that's a fair spread. So there you have it. Hey, coming up tomorrow on the program, we're going to get you ready for the Packers and the Buccaneers. Chris Raybon of the Action Network going to give you all the betting and the spreads for the National Football League. We'll take a look one more time at the breakdown. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to be here. Kevin Holden makes his weekly visit from CBS 58. We'll talk with him about uh, the baseball postseason as uh, he follows that baseball extremely close. And then we'll talk with him a little bit more about this Packers matchup. And then we'll round things out tomorrow, as we always do. Our good buddy Mike Clemens is Mike will be on the road heading down to Tampa Bay. And Mike is going to be there. And don't forget, immediately following uh, the Buccaneers and the Packers, uh, make the switch over to whatever station is you're listening to, to these particular channels or to the Radio.com app, as Gary Ellerson and I, we bring in the Green and Gold Post Game Show. And I also encourage you, I highly to follow us, both Gary and I, over on Twitter because we do tweet quite a bit during the games. And if you enjoy analysis or moans and groans like you and the fan, you as a fan, then uh, by all means follow us. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun doing it. But we will give you the analysis and reaction after the ball game on many of these same stations or on the radio.com app. And we'll be taking your reaction, your phone calls, tweets, emails, all that kind of good stuff. So hit us over there as well but uh mark says how can they be giving the badgers that many points when they got knocked off by illinois hey they just feel that they're that strong badgers just uh you know coming out of the chute salivating ready to get some uh, ready to get some football under their belt playing at home even though you're not in front of your home fans it's a big deal big deal uh they got a lot of experience they just don't have a lot of experience at the cornerback or at the uh, quarterback position and at the uh, running back position but they've got some guys there that can get the job done and i will see if graham mertz is the real deal He's got the physical capabilities. Now does he have it between the ears? Because if he does, that guy could uh, be something, something for the uh, for the uh, Badgers for a long time to come. That's it. That'll do it. What a fast day. What a great day today. Weather is a little bit cooler, windy, but at least it's sunny and nice out. Get out and enjoy it. Although, for those of you up north, uh, my condolences to the snow. Holy mackerel. I can't believe I saw snow this morning. Oof. Time for us to go. Have a go. Soup. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.